Hello, and thank you for joining us for part three of Terminator Genesis. In this episode, we'll be going over some of the franchise history and how this movie fits into it, as well as finding uh, answers for the questions that the movies, uh, the movies, this movie's sequels were supposed to answer. So I guess uh, let's start things off with a couple of Terminator-related trivia questions for Joe. I guess we can start off with the Skynet D- uh, Judgment Day question. Did it come online or did it become self-aware, or was it both? Well, a little bit of both. But basically, like, uh, they set it up to be a military defense system, and they're like, all right, here's the day where we go online. And it's like, oh, we're stupid robots, so we're realizing that the number one threat to everybody every human is humans yeah so we're just gonna like kill everybody so it immediately became self-aware yeah okay. yeah basically the day it went online just okay, okay. real quick because i couldn't remember I, like we're watching this where we're drunk but then i watched it again the other day a few times and he get uh john connor gives him the picture correct correct okay yeah. Do they? They don't actually show it though, right? No. Like in any movie. They just no, no, no. I, well, no, not in this movie, but like in any of the movies, right? No, in Terminator. I'm sorry, in the Terminator, um, they show him with the picture, obviously, because you know they're like, he's like, I always wonder what you're thinking about in this picture, and of course it was him. Cause yeah. Time travel. Okay, I, I just find it like so. Basically, you just had to know what would like how he got the picture for this movie. Or, yeah. or just be really creeped out by it. Yeah, or just not know and find out the guy's a creep. Well, okay, so in, like, uh, the original Terminator, and this actually brings me to my next note, but in the original Terminator, it's, like, way more famine and, like, dirty, disgusting. Everybody's starving. Like, kids are, like, grabbing rats and, like, eating them. Somehow Reese in this movie ends up super jacked. Like, where's he getting this fucking protein, you know? Uh, it's neither here nor there. But also, it was just like, uh, you know, they needed something to like, cling on to. Like, uh, you know, he had this picture because he knew Sarah Connor, but he got it as kind of a, a point of, he got it as like a, like a point of inspiration. You know, it was kind of like, we know, you know, this is what we're in this for. This is like my hope, like my redemption. It's like a picture of the good old days. It's my best friend's mom blah 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 what he didn't tell john was he was like secretly in love with her and probably beat up to that picture a lot so here or there but you know Absolutely it, it, yeah. totally well you got to beat up to something as we discussed in the last pod you know like pre-internet days i don't think porno mags survived the apocalypse but i don't know well they probably all burned up yeah which would suck uh but yeah, and then Reese gets sent back, and he's all skinny and, like, scarred up, and this guy's all super jacked, whatever. But basically, yeah, it wasn't like... I mean, I guess, looking at it objectively, it seems like a creepy thing, but it's, you know... Kept him going. Yeah, it kept him going. It was, you know, one thing to to fight for, to not give up, you know, this picture. I didn't find it creepy in the first video. In this video, I was like, ew, why do you have that? <laughs> like, it felt creepy. Yeah, in in the other ones it makes sense. Yeah. This 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 one just felt kind of he just has a picture of his buddy's mom. He stole it. His, 
Like it's yeah, it does. Out of his, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Locker, which I felt almost weird because I feel like he drops it or something, and John sees it and then kind yeah. of gives him yeah. a weird look, and I was like, ooh, awkward. <laughs> so it is creepy. Yeah. John agrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if I was walking next to my dad and like bumped into each other and picture my mom fell out, I wouldn't be like, oh, weirdo. Like what's up with that? But then if I had it... But, like, if Aaron had it and you bumped into Aaron and you'd be like, ew, why do you have that? <laughs> that that would be... Yeah, that part would be weird. Yeah, but if I'm about to... be weird. If I'm about to send him back to time, back in time to impregnate my mom, then I'd be like, all right. Also, weird. Because I feel like this is a very weird, awkward dynamic for John, where he was like, oh, yeah, you like that picture? Good. Trying to sell his mom Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, trying to sell his mom to him. So weird. Oh, okay. This whole dynamic for me is so, just like in my. I just. If you, that's why I don't think about it too much. Okay. Well, the other thing though is like John always knew that, so he knew he had to send Reese back. So it's not like I feel like this is very Back to the Future at this point, where it's like. Well, okay, that's a whole different story, but um, I can't <laughs> like conceptual like all of us can't conceptualize what it'd be like to know that your dad is younger than you and you have to send him back in time to impregnate your mom. But he grew up always knowing that. So I don't know if it was exactly a creepy thing. It's like, Hey man, I need to give you this picture because I need you to like fall in love with my mom else. I won't exist and humanity will die. So, um, I mean, I guess it helps that like, he doesn't have a whole lot of other options. Sure. There's options. What, to bang his mom? I mean, they don't really... No, like, no, 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 no. Like, like uh, women. other women yeah. options. I mean, you can send me back to 84. I'll, I'll give it to Linda Hamilton. <laughs> you know, if I weren't married, obviously. I, 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 I thought you were going somewhere else with that, that statement. <laughs> and I am so relieved that that's where, you, that where it went. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm fine like with to, that. Like, like to his mom? Yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's where I... Yeah, if you end up in oh. 1984 and and you get to hang out with Linda Hamilton, you have my full blessing, babe. Absolutely. Okay. No, not my mom. This isn't Back to the Future. That's where I thought he was no. going with it too. Sorry, mom. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Okay. So I wasn't exactly sure what the machine models were called. Like, I know there's a T. I like I knew that there was a T800. I knew there was a T101, but I wasn't sure what the difference is between them. So I looked it up. Do you know the difference between them? Yes. Uh, and I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know which one is which, but I know one of them is just the base uh, robot body, and one of them has the skin over it. And I believe the 800 has the skin over it, and the 101 is just the uh, polyalloy metal exoskeleton. The exoskeleton, yeah, the exoskeleton. Uh, it's actually the opposite. So the, the 800 is the series number, and then the 101 <laughs> is the model number. So uh, when I looked it up, it said the T eight hundred is the endoskeleton, and then or endoskeleton, I guess. But and then the one hundred one is the skin, and therefore the physical appearance of the model. So which I didn't like. I was and then like which is weird because then you get into the to the like uh, Terminator three, and it's like a Thousands? T. No, it's like T T eight eight oh eight fifty or some shit like that. But anyway, so uh, okay. So a uh, quick side note on this. Um, uh, back to the original Terminator. Um, as I discussed earlier, like everyone's starving and everything, and Reese is all skinny and he's like the best warrior, and John's just like some lanky dude. Apparently, the Skynet's an idiot because they're like, "Hey, how do we uh, like infiltrate these humans? All right, let's just send like the most jacked guy we can find to act like a human." Like, imagine Arnold walking in to like 
like Auschwitz or some shit in 1944. They're like, it's all right, buddy. Just go and like blend in. And he's just all like, why yeah. super jack? Like, no one's going to believe did, that. Why did you because, do- no, because he's saying like, you're trying to find the most like malnourished, oh, like okay. skinny, yeah, yeah, yeah. like PTSD you, people. You. And you're sending in like this cocky ass, huge buff guy and yeah, okay. blend yeah. in with everybody else. Like that doesn't make sense at all. I get what Joe's saying. <laughs> I, I get what he's saying also, but do we, do we need an Auschwitz comparison in this? <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, I mean, anything else you say is going to just sound just as bad, like an anorexic clinic or something like that. Yeah. Not any better. That's that's what I'm saying. Anything else you say isn't going to sound good. A a third, third world country. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But okay. So I had a lot of like nitpicky continuity stuff about this movie that I wanted to bring up, but like it's, yeah, you know. well, let's just get that out of the way right now. Why weren't they? Why wasn't she set up uh, twenty minutes before? Yeah, I mean, if you know that that's gonna be that—that's another yeah. thing yeah. I was gonna have for later. But yeah, when okay. Reese goes in the store, why do they wait to like charge in with their? Fucking yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have nitpicky stuff. Alternate timelines did it. I think. <laughs> I think I I think I mentioned like two of them, but mostly I. But yeah, I left but like out. there's the part where they get in the warehouse and he's like, "You have 30 seconds until this guy shows up," and then he busts well, through the door no, and then he's just, like, "I guess less." Yeah, that that was just. But like, it does a, seem like they kind of that have an chase. idea. That, no, that was a joke though. But like, really? Because it seemed like they kind of had an idea that like stuff was supposed to happen no, in that, a certain timeline. Well, and the other the big one is. They're like, oh, should we go to 90, 1997 or 2017? Yeah. And A, why not just go to 1997? And then if it doesn't work out, fucking wait to 2017. But B, when they go to 2017, why do it the fucking day before Genesis happens? Give it a week. That is that is a good point. That they, we, we got all that out of the way. Why didn't they do it before? They fucked up multiple times. Whatever. Uh, alternate timelines. Good call, Laura. We'll... we'll We'll leave that part alone. Uh, and I will say, as much as uh, like I dislike the writing for this movie, they this movie probably did the best job of writing for the like Terminator character since Terminator Two. Yeah, they don't make him a main character in this, but I really feel like I care more about him than one of the main characters in it. You, they almost make more of a storyline for him. Than... Well, there is a deleted scene in Terminator Two where after they get to the garage and you know. Um, take off his leather jacket it's got the holes in him and sarah's like pulling out the bullets uh there's a scene where they cut his head open and they take out his cpu chip this is a deleted scene um and sarah wants to smash it but john's like no uh but then they switch it from um read to read right so that's why after that he's able to do like acquire feelings you know and he's like i know now why you cry just that's something I kind of do, and then he scratches his face with like his middle finger. It's like that's probably why he's crying, dude. Um, but yeah, so there is you know like a read write thing with Terminators, and uh, that's kind of explored in this movie. That's why he's always like, you know, hello, how are you? Like you tell the people yeah. smiling and blah blah blah. Also, a deleted scene in Terminator Two, uh, where. John's trying to teach him how to smile, and he gives that same smile. And he's like, mm. he's like, we'll work on that. Oh, his his smile practice is just delightful. Yeah, it's I, okay. Yeah. I've definitely seen these deleted scenes because yeah. I've seen both of these now. Uh, I think they missed an opportunity as far as storyline. Uh, granted, it'd probably have to be a different movie, but like to following like an aging one hundred and one as it gradually learns 
like kind of blend in just human emotion but it's probably like kind of more of a comedy and then also i was kind of thinking like what are you like what do they do when they're waiting for something like overnight when everyone's sleeping they just stand there staring at a wall because they don't sleep yeah that's what happens in terminator 2 in that same scene they, they probably learn shit no in terminator 2 when they're in the garage scene like he's standing there with the gun like over his shoulder and then it like fades dark and then it comes back to light and he's still standing there so yes that's exactly what they do they just they just stand there staring okay yeah. plan the strategy I feel like maybe they would just shut down into themselves and like, they gotta watch it recalibrate stuff or they probably watch. like if they're trying to infiltrate humans i imagine they would it's you know like shutting down your computer you got to do that once in a while but you know his mission is to protect john um and not sarah in terminator 2 so that's why he stands there and watches guard because that's part of his mission but if his mission were to infiltrate the humans and kill them then he would probably go to sleep at least pretend to go to sleep yeah okay shut down but mentally uh you know I'm kind of thinking that the only good character arc in Genesis is his, is Arnold Schwarzenegger's. Yeah. Yes. Because this this seems like something that, like the way James Cameron would have wrote it if he was writing it, where he actually like ends up feeling enough because he started feeling, what was he alive for, like a week maybe, like in the Terminator 2? And yeah. like he's been alive for like 30 something years, so he's got like... 40. 40... Yeah, 40 something years. years. So, so he's got like... Well, in our time... You're like 40 years of being around humans and, and learning human yeah. though. Yeah, his character arc is top-notch. Yeah, for sure. Um, But okay, so I managed to find the answers to the questions for that the movie doesn't get a chance to answer, which probably would have been addressed in the sequel. So we'll start with something easy, which was, why is Judgment Day delayed from uh, 1997 to 2017? In this timeline? Yes. Uh, I would say probably because, um, in this timeline, there's not a dead Arnold to yes, get the exactly. pieces for, for Skynet to build what they build. Yeah. Okay. So people were confused about that. So that was one of them. So yeah, they didn't have anything to build until John came back in 2014. And then another one was, uh, who killed Sarah's parents? It's another Terminator. Which they said it was a T-1000, but uh, they were trying to figure out which T-1000 it was. And I guess one of the writers confirmed that it was the same one that was attacking Kyle Reese and all of them in the beginning. Um, they actu- So they actually said that when she kills that thing in the acid, she's killing the thing that killed her parents. Oh, yeah. That guy's like 50 in that movie. Wait, which? The the actor? The guy, yeah. yeah, the actor. Yeah. He's really? Like late 40s. He's 50 now. He was 45 when that was filmed, which is bonkers. The dude is fantastic. Looks like a 25-year-old. Lee Byung-hoon? Yes. Yeah, Lee Byung-hoon. He was 45 when this was filmed, and he looks like he's 23 or something. Um, But I knew the second he came on screen that he was a T-1000. Yes. He, er, Erica knows what, yeah, because he has, he has just a way of moving, like the way he moved his head, the way his hair was cut. I don't know exactly what it was, but the second he came on screen, I knew he was a T-1000. And it, I mean, there was definitely like just kind of the, the, the movement of it flashback to, to the, the, the T-1000 and T-2. And 
I, I just feel like he did such a fantastic job with that because it was so crystal clear. Like, dude doesn't say shit, but you know yeah. immediately who he is and what he's about. And he's just very expressive. And it, I, I'm a big fan of him in this movie. I think he did a phenomenal job. Uh, yes. 100%. And he was 45 when this was filmed. <laughs> yes, there's a, uh, there's a behind the scenes thing with that. If that, uh, that documentary that, that I showed you a part of that, uh, it's him talking about how his family was bugging him to take a picture with Amelia Clark. Did you watch that? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched that, and I it, like it was like t- toward the end, he like finally worked up the courage to do because he's he's a he's where's he from South Korea? I think like he's he's a like big star over there. Like he he does like he does acting, he does singing. Like he's like kind of a big deal so it was, i i liked that the like his people back yeah, home like, were like, like like dude get a get a picture with danny for us yeah but that was great so i think i found this on screen rant uh but it says that one of the things that the sequels would have cleared up was the origin of matt smith's t5000 uh character and it says uh it says though it wasn't made clear in genesis the screenwriter told io9 that the sequels would have confirmed that the T5000 is Skynet from an alternate timeline. And then that this suggests that not only would Terminator 6 have given Smith's character a larger role, but that it would have also expanded the scope of the franchise into a multiverse territory. It also said that the sequels would have resolved who sent the T800 back to protect Sarah Connor. Uh, and then one of the co-writers teased that Arnold's T-800 is building time travel pl- from plans, is building the time uh, machine from plans someone else made, and said that later sequels re- would reveal not only his origins, but the origins of the T-1000 that killed Sarah's parents. So then Jason Clark was asked about what would have happened if they had made more sequels, and he said, quote, What I remember was that the second one was going to be about John's journey after he was taken by Skynet, uh, like going down to what he became or half ma- half machine, half man. And then he said, that's where the second one was going to start. And that's all I knew about it. And then uh, one of the writers was on a podcast called The Production Meeting and said about the sequels, quote, we wrote like two drafts of the next one, uh, the direct sequel and had an outline for the third one. And they answered all the questions that were presented in Genesis and brought it back around and closed it all off. They were introducing new characters. They dealt more with how the future and uh, where Skynet comes from and what that sort of time loop is. Basically explaining Matt Smith. Uh, basically explaining Matt Smith's character, and then he says that it became much more of a focus. So they were probably a little trippier and stood away from T two a little more. They kind of started having their own identity. And then after searching around a little bit, I was actually able to find out who sent Pops back. So there's this post on uh, the TerminatorFans.com. It's this uh, booklet from the, this game called Terminator uh, Genesis Rise of Resistance. And inside the booklet, there's this little story. And it says, uh, it all comes down to the next few hours. John Connor fixed each of us with his dark brown eyes as he spoke, making, making sure we all took it to heart. Everything we fought for, bled, and died for is on the line. Everyone who gave whatever they could, including themselves. Now's the time to make sure blah, blah, blah. Anyway. And it says, uh, the three of us smiled back. Kyle's grin faded as quickly as it appeared. The Guardian, which is what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is credited as. The first reprogrammed T-800 we took from Skynet smiled too. A creepy grin stretching across its face like a death's hand. Damn, that thing gave me the creeps. Always had. But anyway, so basically it says that John Connor and Kyle Reese, they're, they're the ones that sent back the T-800, that Pops character. 
the whole story is told in first person, but it doesn't actually say who it's coming from. But then I guess the website spoke to one of the producers and they revealed that Alex, like AKA, AKA Skynet, Matt Smith's character was the one that's talking. So basically Skynet helped John Connor and Kyle Reese reprogram uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, which I'm assuming means that um, he might've come back like switched at one point to be evil and then the coming upcoming movies. But I don't know. Anyway, I, I have, I have a comment about this as, as soon as it opened up. I, so the uh, headline for this is exclusive who reprogrammed and sent guardian Akka pops in Terminator Genesis revealed, which sounds like it maybe should be a question, but whatever. But the picture is a picture <laughs> of Matt Smith. So it says, who reprogrammed and sent him? So I'm like, wait, shit, Doctor Who sent him and reprogrammed him? And it just really confused me for a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, he was just, yeah. he was the one that that's was all. talking in the thing, but yeah. Yeah. No, th- that makes a lot more sense, but there was just a little split second of weird-ass head cannon going on, so. Yeah, those, <laughs> yeah, like misleading. All right, so that's it for the questions. Uh, and this brings us to the last thing, which is why it didn't get a sequel and then why everyone hated it. So first off, before we do that, uh, how do you guys feel about the movie after rewatching it again? I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected because I heard a lot of hate and I thought it was really fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. Amelia Clark and Jason Clark and their mother and son. <laughs> I was just really amused at that. So it's, That's just true. Just to point that out. Um, I really, 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 really hate this John Connor. I hated him when we thought we were a good when he, when we thought he was a good guy. I hated him even more when we thought he was a bad guy. I just don't like him. I don't trust him. I don't like the way he like looks at things. I just I I I don't like him at all. And that made it kind of a weird first half of the movie before we realized that he became a Terminator guy. Because I was like, oh, that's why I don't like him, even though he wasn't that before. Because of Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some like latent, you know, like eight-year-old Laura memories going on there or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But I did not like him from the second he showed up on screen. Uh, and also, uh, oh, I really loved um, before they go ahead to, was it 2017? Is that what? Right. Yeah. Before they uh, actually go to 2017 when they're still kind of debating it and they're like, Oh, Arnold can't come because he's missing flesh, whatever. He's like, oh, I'll take the long way around. And it's like, yes, okay, they should have gone there a week earlier. Absolutely. They should have set the date a week earlier so they could repair. But the like good news is, in the meantime, Arnold built them a fucking armory. Like, yeah. he, he did good. Like, he he made this whole cave thing into this fantastic armory with all sorts of stuff, with weapons of every kind that they could possibly imagine. And, like, you could see the work that he had done over the last 20 years. 23 years, whatever it is. And I and even, like, put a, a Sarah's old boombox in there. So, like, she saw it and, and she could start listening to it. It's like, Oh, he's a human. It just, I, I really enjoyed that. That was a really like, okay, he's, he's a human with like a military mind, but also he's a human with a heart. And I just, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I felt it was very like, I need to set up my daughter's room when, for when she comes back. <laughs> Ex- yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very sweet. My only uh, thing about John is that 
I, the only reason I like at first I was like this guy's not John Connor, but then I realized like we don't besides Christian Bale, we don't see anything about John Connor except for Edward Furlong. So I was kind of like, eh, I guess anyone can kind of play him. So like, but it wasn't for me that he wasn't John Connor. I just didn't like him. I just didn't like him. Gotcha. It, yeah, it wasn't that he wasn't John Connor. We see him in Terminator too. Yeah, but it's like for what like. A few um, minutes. 30 seconds? Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't say anything. But then the alternate ending, he is there with his child. Yeah. I, I, like, that. that's how I made it okay for my, like, as far as watching him. Because first I was like, this guy's not John Connor. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck John Connor is, except for a whiny little fucking kid. So then it was sure. just like, eh, yeah. whatever. But yeah, like, I, I see what you're saying. You're just kind of like, fuck this guy. Okay, so, Erica? I, I honestly, again, first time... Loved it, thought it was great, had enough parallels to the other movies that I just thought this is perfect. Again, not a super huge Terminator fan, so any sort of little mild reference that I actually understood, I latched onto and was like, this is great. Oh. I didn't I didn't really think anything bad about it when I watched it. Alright, uh, how about you, Joe? Uh, I, I loved it. I mean, it's, it's the best... Terminator since Terminator 2. And if you disagree with me, well, you can lick my entire butt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let me be clear about what I said. Um, <clears throat> what I like about this movie is they talk about time travel and timelines. Unlike the other sequels, uh, T3 and Dark Fate just try to rehash uh, the same shit without any story. Some characters go back in time, some protect, some try and kill... And that's it. Same old quote-unquote zombie movie. Like, you got somebody chasing, you got a protector, whatever. This one has a lot more uh, sci-fi to it. I mean, it's not amazing or anything, and it's way too fucking glossy and, like, CGI and everything. It doesn't have that kind of... Grit. Yeah. I I almost don't want to say grit, because now I think of, like, rebooted superhero movies, you know? Basically, Salvation. Yeah. Would be Um, more gritty. Yeah, but but it's gritty but not in like the i don't know there's like a kind of practical effects gritty like low budget thing um and then there's not where it's just there's like a gritty but it still has a lot of money put into it with a lot of cgi it doesn't make it pretty at all anyways um reese's miscast uh there's also like no desperation element to it like you know shit's gonna work out like the first one is just like damn this shit's pretty hardcore. Like when Sarah bites Reese's hand and he just like takes it, he's like, "Don't do that." You know, you're just like, "This shit is real." You literally don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, like you, you fucking feel it. Yes, the the Reese thing was definitely a problem for me. Like, that's what I'm saying when I when I texted you. Like this guy, like completely miscast. Like I don't. If James Cameron obviously cast someone that was the opposite of Arnold. Because, like, just to make a, you know. Yeah, make it desperate. A a counter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like. The guy was fucking, like, just the the build of him. He's definitely, like, like, Michael Bean was scrawny. Michael Bean had, like, kind of, like, a sketchy, like, like, when in the first one, he's kind of, like, if you went into that movie not knowing anything about that movie, you might think that he's the bad guy. Yeah. Because, like, the way he's, like, he's, like, going around, he's kind of sketchy. He's, like, very PTSD-ridden. Like, he's very, like, war, like, beaten down by war. Whereas this guy's fucking, like, stereotypical 
fucking action hero, cocky asshole kind of like, it's just, they, that was one of the problems that I had with it. I was distracted throughout the first half of the movie trying to figure out what I know him from. And I like, I even looked it up and I couldn't find any movies that I know him from. I'm like, I know, I know him from something. It literally took me half the movie to realize that it's a TV show that I know him from. He was in Spartacus like several years ago. Um, but it, it really distracted me for the first half of the movie. Yeah, he was, he was fine. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was fine until Aaron pointed everything out. And then I realized, oh, you're kind of right. Like, well, like, okay. So the, the, basically the fans, it seems like the ones that I talked to, which wasn't a ton, it was probably like 20, 25 fans. Most of them liked it. And then one of them mentioned, he's like, no, nobody hated this movie too much. Dark Fate apparently is very, like, has a very toxic energy around it. And I think it's because of the whole, like, oh, they're woke. Like what you were saying, like, woke stuff. It's that whole fucking fandom shit. Yeah. But, like, so this one didn't really have too much hate around it. The critics didn't like it because they said the plot was convoluted. The acting wasn't great, except for Arnold got some praise. It was confused. The timeline was confusing. It shit on the franchise mythology. And then uh, it started, it produced questions that they didn't end up, like, it was setting stuff up for a sequel. Yeah. Oh, it was too smart for him. Like, get out of here boners all right here's the thing t1 is a closed time loop aka predestination paradox essentially if we take t1 by itself we get like the big bang that's not when reese and sarah smash beginning of the earth and evolution world war ii cremaria age and shit up and up until 1984 when reese and arnie arrive some stuff happens john gets made reese touches boobs judgment day etc and then in 2029 skynet and the resistance have to send arnie and reese back thus a how is John born? And B, how did Reese get that pick of Sarah thinking about Reese? Essentially, in, T- in the T1 timeline, everything happens exactly how it has to happen. Nothing changes between 1984 and 2029. Nothing can change. T2 comes around and fucks that up. 2029 John knows there are more time-traveling robots because one of them was his father figure. So why didn't he mention that to Reese to tell Sarah? And in this movie, they blow up Cyberdyne, so Judgment Day cannot happen in theory, thus already creating an alternate timeline. Anyhow, because this movie officially diverges from the original timeline, we are now in alternate timelines, even made more apparent by the alternate ending in Terminator 2, where John somehow becomes a senator because Judgment Day doesn't happen. Now everybody wants to whine about Genesis being like, oh, they ruined the first two movies because they're alternate timeline shit. Well, bitch, (laughs) since T2, there have always been alternate timelines, so everyone's a little (laughs) darling of a fucking movie Terminator 2 ruined it to begin with. You people are soft. You lack discipline. You're not going to have James Cameron running behind your wife in your little tushies. So no more complaining. No more, Mr. Gaskell, the timeline is ruined. Nothing. There is no timeline. Oh, and one more thing, nerds. They spelled Genesis with a Y because that's how Cyberdyne is spelled. So read up on your fucking Terminator history. That's that. That's about all I got. So thank you. Okay. Good rant. I, I, that was a good rant. Yeah. I was I was thoroughly entertained. Yeah, but uh, well, like even James Cameron wasn't a fan. He, I guess, he originally supported it, said it was respectful to the first two films, and it invigorated the franchise. But then a couple years later, he recanted on it and said the only reason he supported it was because of his relationship with Arnold. Huh. The problems I had with this, like, I think this is a an all right Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I think is a bad Terminator movie. Like this movie is a good example of why it would suck. Like creating something from James Cameron's perspective, why was that creating something and then having it taken over by someone who's not as good of a director, a good of a writer, or just like like as detail oriented or as good at doing stuff as you are? Because like that guy, 
puts a shitload of work into everything he does. Like, very detail-oriented. Well, no, I'm just... He's, like, one of the best directors. But my thing is, where do you go after Terminator 2? Exactly. So he does those two movies, which he made them as the best movie he could and, like, as perfect as he could make them. And then he was done with it. But he didn't own it. So then someone that wants to make money off of it goes there. I, I, like, well, see, my, my thing with this movie is it... Uh... It has like a fresh perspective on a post Terminator Two, uh, Terminator movie, like Terminator Three and Dark Fate are basically the same fucking movie. Like, yeah. let's be real. Like, um, oh, uh, what's it called? Judgment Day gets pushed around. Terminators go back. You know, things are different now. Like, whatever. This one tries to like reset it from before and just like, hey, there's a whole new timeline, and now we got time travel within time travel like that's cool salvation was i mean i guess you can say it's a departure from the terminator um formula of time traveling robots but it was just like uh it's a future war like whatever i can't tell you one fucking plot point in that movie to tell you the truth um this one just tried to like do something different and yeah, uh, which is I think fine. It's, yeah, but I, I want that sci-fi element. I, I enjoy that about this movie. I enjoy the, um, the particular, not just like, oh, hey, like Terminator 3, like, oh, hey, the timeline's different now because we stopped Skynet, but just kidding, it's the same, so we're going to, it's yeah. the same fucking movie. Like, this one's like, no, everything fucking changed. Like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. It's a whole new timeline where everything's different cool give me those fucking uh alternate timelines i want that like i want to dive deeper in this like what happens in uh you know this other timeline like you have infinite possibilities with that so i don't that's what i enjoy i think my thing was basically my, my complaints are basically from like the creative side of it so it's just like creating something that you work super hard on and then you watch someone it's not just with this movie especially with terminator 3 like if i was james cameron i'd be like what the fuck is this shit yeah like what the fuck are you doing with my stuff no and i i think this movie could have been better directed i I, like obviously if you had an amazing director it'd be a better movie because that's how movies work um and if they would have had better writing for the actors like it would have been better but it as far as ideas wise, like yeah, I like so pretty good. exactly, like you, like, true. Like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think it's not a great Terminator movie. But I don't think you're gonna get any great stories. Like I, I don't know. Like there's, it, it, it would just be frustrating trying to watch someone make like a subpar version of something, like your work, basically. That that's I was only thinking of it from the creative. Like that's my biggest, like qualm with it or whatever is just. Noticing like mistake after mistake that they that you're just like that you wouldn't that you would never as doing it that you would never let happen just stuff like that just, yeah I I mean I think that's a problem with just a lot of uh big Hollywood movies in you know the last decade I mean aside from Marvel movies because that's a whole different thing but they're just trying to use a lot of CGI and just turn out something you know this one tried to go like a little different with the timeline and then critics were like oh it's confusing it's like so fucking watch it again dickhead like it's like it's funny i'm just curious if like because he obviously gave them the idea for the aging terminator 
Um, and then like, I'm curious if when he saw it, he's like, that is not what I fucking meant. Like, like, just like, God damn it, guys. I, I don't know. It just, you can tell like with the stuff that we've watched him in, the way he does stuff is like, I, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't realize like how good he is at doing what he does until I started criticizing this movie compared to the first two. Which is going to end up happening with all these movies, I, but like... I think I didn't realize how passionate he is about stuff yes. until we watched a Titanic documentary. Yeah, and that guy is like... To where he flat out, like, he's trying to explain to someone how to cut the lifeboats. <laughs> and then he flat out is like, give me the knife, and like, takes it, and he's like, you have to be desperate, people are dying, there's a time limit here, like, cut the ropes. So like, the guy is Are we talking like, about... Arnold or James Cameron? No, 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 no like James, James Cameron, Cameron so where he, he's just so, very so into what I, I he's doing. I thought the exact same thing, Joe. That ma- that makes a lot more sense. Oh no, no. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about James Cameron. So he's. No. It was a Titanic documentary, and they're trying to figure out um, why they didn't load everybody onto onto like why the lifeboats went out empty, and they were trying to like so they're like recreating like stuff, and the guys like they're trying to cut the ropes down to drop the lifeboat, and the guys cut, and he's like. He's basically like, give me the fucking knife. Like, he, he, like these people would. It, it was just like you can tell, like, very. I don't know, just meticulous. Yes. Yes, he's very meticulous to detail. Where he was like, look, the lifeboats got cut and sent off the Titanic with this amount of time. The way you were cutting this boat, you were lollygagging and taking too much time. Cut the boat like your life depends on it. And the guy's still sitting there like. <laughs> And he's just like, like give me the knife, the knife. Yeah. and like takes it from him, and uh, it just like just that scene and the way he reacted to it was just like he legitimately cares about the smallest detail. Like it just seems to me, seeing someone do something else that you created would really bug him. Yeah, just because he is so meticulous to detail. That's pretty much it. Like as to where like. I'm sure the guy's super hard to work with, but like the work that he produces is good enough to where you're like, okay, that that was kind of worth it. So I don't know. It, that that's that's my only that's which I'm sure I'm gonna have that problem with all what one two three four of the 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 sequels past uh two, but this like this is the first one we watched, so I'm like I noticed it. Yeah, and I mean I think all those kind of fall into the kind of Hollywood problem, which I've ranted about this many times. Not on this podcast, so I'll do it for the first time. Uh, actually, maybe on this podcast? I don't remember. Anyhow, um, the movie I Am Legend. So the whole story with I Am Legend, the whole reason it has its name is because uh, if you haven't seen that movie, basically uh, the latest one, Will Smith, um, Everybody Dies from a Virus, uh, kind of timely I guess but he's like the last living human or something or so he thinks he's in New York but it's all overrun by zombies but he's out there like killing him he can't go out at night blah 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 uh, the whole point of the title I Am Legend and the whole ending is that he realizes he's like the zombie people's bad guy he is the legend he is like the urban legend and he kind of realizes that at the end so they had that released um they sent it to test audiences and they hated it. They're like, why is, why is he the bad guy? That's bullshit. Uh, so they changed the ending to where he just blows up a bunch of zombie guys and like some chick and a kid get away. Because 
you know, he's like the good guy. And that kind of completely ruins the entire movie. It ruins the fucking name of the movie and the point of the movie. If he's just a good guy who blows a bunch of people, a bunch of bad zombies up. The whole point of it is he's supposed to be the bad guy, but we're watching him and we're thinking he's a good guy because he's a human, but oh no, he's actually the fucking monster to all the uh, quote-unquote like new humans because he's killing all them. He's like kidnapping them and hanging them up and skinning them or something. Well, he's like experimenting on them too. Experimenting. There we go. That's better thing than skinning. I've not seen this movie in 13 years. Well, in the... the, the book he actually ends up talking to them. like they, he makes it very i think it's richard mathis but he makes it very literal in the book to where he talks to them and they're basically like like they tell him like the zombies end up t- or the yeah whatever the infected or whatever end up telling him like uh dude you're actually killing all of us so yeah. fuck you man and i think one of the first um not re- one of the first movies of this book was omega man i think with charleston heston um I might be getting my facts wrong, but I believe he goes on That's trial true, yeah. at some point, you know? Hmm. So they're, they're very deliberate with the point of like, yeah, you're, you know, look at me, look at me. I'm the bad guy now. Uh, <laughs> Do that in every episode. Yeah. Um, so it's super annoying where the entire point of the book and the story and the fucking name of the movie changes because people don't like it. And it's just kind of, no one wants to whip their dick out and tell everybody to fuck themselves. We're gonna make this movie how we want. So, uh, so yeah, my my shit was just creative, which like it's not gonna change because I'm assuming, like I honestly think out out of this out of the sequels that aren't Terminator Two, I think this is probably the. I I like Terminator Salvation, so I think either this or Terminator Terminator Salvation is probably the best one. So. But yeah, Terminator 3 was definitely the... Anyway, so I think it's maybe time to pump some iron. What do you say? All right. Um, so uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, we rate each movie by how many irons we would pump. So on a scale of 1 to 5, please remember this is a scale of Arnold movies, not movies in general. It'll still all end up 5s, and that would be kind of pointless. So um, if it's... On the low end of Arnold movies, you pump one iron. If it's one of the best, you pump five irons. That's how we rate it. That's what we're going to do. So, uh, Erica, how many irons would you pump for this movie? I really like this movie. I don't remember if I gave an opinion on Eraser or not, but I would I would at least give this a three. I wouldn't give it any lower. I, I, I thought it was good. I, I, okay. I don't know that I would pump a five so yeah. i would go between a three yeah i would I do a three, three. Yeah. Three irons. Okay. okay laura how say you i would also pump three irons for this movie that's good uh aaron all right we're these are on schwarzenegger movies not terminator movies right correct okay so three all right well i think we're all in agreement because i would also pump three irons for this movie all right, and then before we go, let's throw this movie up on the uh, list. Of the movies done so far, this is the best one. Uh, I agree. Um, since we scrapped the first Running Man episode, and uh, perhaps it'll come back someday. Yeah, for sure. We will definitely re-record that episode. 
but we might release the God, unreleased crazy. footage of it. God, um, <laughs> such a mess. Yes, uh, someday maybe like a Patreon thing. So remember that when you're like, oh, I got too much money. What should I do with this money? Um, listen to one yeah. drunk guy and then the other one getting frustrated with him the whole time so that'll be fun for you guys to listen which to. one's which wait wait who was the drunk guy and who was the other that, one that, getting... wait were you drunk too that makes me feel a lot better then because i was like the problem is is there was no setup for the scene so we we're just talking about random scenes so like you were trying to follow along you're like what like it would probably take like a minute or so to figure you're out what just we're talking jumping about around back and forth no we're going through the movie in the timeline but we don't make any re- like we just like it was pretty much like two guys like you remember that scene when like like, uh, the guy kills this guy? Yeah, I do. That was cool, right? Yeah. What about this scene? Yeah, it was, like... <laughs> R- riveting. Okay, so Master List. Uh, I say this one, Terminator Genesis, followed by Eraser, followed by Collateral Damage. All right, that sounds good. Uh, well, I guess that'll wrap things up for Terminator Genesis, then. Please uh, join us for our next episode when we'll be tackling Arnold's 1985 movie, Commando. And until then, though, we'll... Get the party reached up!